week I was talking about the Antichrist. And I was reflecting back on what, you know, Lord, I want to kind of talk about the rapture and, and, and the Antichrist and mainly the false prophet. Uh, people probably disagree with me, but I honestly believe the false prophet is the Catholic Church. I believe the Bible says, and I'm going to read it to you, she's the mother of harlots. The book of Revelation says that she was riding on a beast. And the beast had ten heads, seven horns. You have to read. I can't get into all the, the details about who these, what these heads represent. But it represents the one world government, the, the one world order. The Antichrist's kingdom. And this woman is riding on this beast. And she represents a harlot. And what it is, she represents a whore. And not a whore like we think, but spiritual adultery, spiritual whoredism. She's empowered. She, she's, she's empowering this Antichrist. Because I'm going to tell you something right now. We talked a lot about through history. If you've been coming to church here years and years, you've heard about the Antichrist. The Antichrist is going to be empowered by, listen to me good, not by evolution, not by science. He's going to be empowered by religion. Because he's going to need some religion. He's going to need a religion to empower him to be able to deceive people. I'm ashamed of my... Most of deception comes from church. Because you know, after listening today, we have a lot of preachers that one time stood up for the gospel. Now they're so... Laid back, so eased, not, not talking about even this, the Antichrist or false prophet or sin or anything like that. It's because Satan has programmed them. You see, you know when that COVID stuff was coming around and all that stuff? I've always said this is only conditioning people. Because the thing that was, and I heard it from some of my family members, not me and Janice, but we never took the shot. And I'm not condemning people that did, and that's, that's, that's another thing. But... I, was, I would hear people say, well, if I wouldn't have took it, I'd have lost my job. You, ever, you heard that? They would have fired me. And therefore, they took it because they didn't want to lose their job. Then it's going to, and then I believe personally that it, all that was is conditioning people. That was getting people ready. See, the devil's not going to come. He's going to take it bit by bit. He's going to condition people to receive the mark. Because when the mark's going to come around and he's going to say, well, you either take it or you can't buy or sell or have a job or, or whatever, they're going to take it so freely. It's going to be easy because they have already been programmed to believe that this is good for you. Now, if you want to turn with me to Revelations chapter 13, I guess I'm going to start there. And I want you to listen this morning, Amen. Because I don't know why God's asking me or telling me to warn you. Because in the days we're living in, if we don't know what's coming, we're going we're gonna to fall right into the plan of Satan, right? You have to know what, what's out there. You have to know what is sin. You have to know what is of the devil, right? If you don't know, you're going to fall right into the system, Right? And bear with me today, and uh, I believe God's going to teach us something, okay? 
Let me get to my, my passage real quick. How many glad you came to church this morning? Amen. amen. Come on, seriously. We might just be a few this morning, but, but I'll tell you what, it's good. Amen. I love, I told Janice that this morning. See, I'm going to show you. I have a testimony. Last, yes, no, no, last week, me and Janice, we left church. We were blessed. Amen. We had a good time. We had a time, me and her, with the Lord. We went at home. I mean, we opened worship the Lord. We, as a husband and wife, we worshiped the Lord together. And the Spirit of God was in my house. We were weeping and just me and her worshiping. And I believe God is trying to teach us that we need to get close to Him. Because we're not going to be able to resist the devil if we don't have the power of Jesus and the love of Jesus and the worship of Jesus in our heart. Listen, if you can't worship the Lord, that's where Satan wants you. I'm not trying to pick on everybody. We, we're learning, okay? So maybe you're struggling. But the only thing you're going to find in victory is worship. I mean, when you worship, there's freedom to hear. God's, God's voice is wide open, man. I believe that day, me and her did that together, and it strengthened us. Strengthened our marriage. It strengthened our, our love for the Lord. It, and, you know, we're just sitting there, just, just openly. What's that song? Waymaker, beautiful. I don't even know how it goes anymore. We were just singing. We were just listening, and we're just, and we're just worshiping. You know what? No TV. <laughs> no <laughs> No radio. <laughs> oh, yeah, we were using the TV, the, the worship music. And it was good. I felt good. I felt like I could, it was a good thing for me and her as a husband and wife to enjoy that time together. And we learned something, right? We learned that if we're going to have a good marriage, and I'm not getting off into marriage. Listen to me. We're going to have to have a good worship with the Lord. We're going to have to be able to to present ourselves before the Lord together in worship. Does that make sense to you? And, I, and it's, it's just something that just kept coming back. And, and I, I reflected on that all week. Her too. We were just talking about that. You know, this morning we were talking about, you know, things that are happening. Somebody we know that's going through a, a hard time and suffering on the demonic oppression. And I said, the reason why that person can't be free it's because they don't know the Lord. All they could do is lay there in regret and guilt. And, you know, everything else the devil can throw at them, but don't know how to get it out. Don't know how to give it to the Lord. I don't want to be in that position, okay? When I'm going through trials, I don't want to be able to put those hands in the air and say, Jesus, I need you. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I want to be able to say, Lord, I need your deliverance. I need your healing. I need your, your blessing on my life. My Lord Jesus. I can't imagine a human being sitting in despair, defeated, without hope, not having Jesus. You know, we're getting in a time in America where, and I'm not calling myself a prophet, really. It's just something I feel. Before these years up, you're going to see some hard times in this country. You're going to see time, we, we might not be able to work. There won't be that freedom like we enjoy in the day, maybe. 
And, you know, just think, we have the right and freedom. We could come to church this morning. Nobody's stopping us. We can worship. Nobody's stopping us. We can read the Bible. Nobody's stopping us. But there'll come a time when that'll happen. I'm looking for Christ to come back, okay? Soon. I believe God has given us the, the messages. He's, he's telling us, wake up. Let's see where, how far you're going to serve me. Listen, if people can't serve him now, they ain't going to serve him during the tribulation period. You can forget it. There's not going to be that freedom. There's not going to be that opportunity. You know where the largest church is in America? I mean, in the world today, in China. And they're forbidden to worship Jesus. They got to do it underground. And it's growing leaps and bounds. There's more Christians in China than there is in America. Under persecution. They got to go on the ground. They got to go and hide to have church. But here in America, we can come to church freely. But yet, come on somebody. God is telling us something, praise God. We need to focus on worship. Focus on coming together as one. To encourage one another. I had a, a little fella call me who was coming to church. He's having all kinds of trouble. I said, man, you need, to, you need to pray. You need to come to church. Let's encourage each other. Okay. Where I said we was going? Chapter 13. We're going to talk about uh, the Antichrist Well, for a minute. But I want to talk about the false prophet. And the reason why I believe it's the Catholic Church the book of Revelation chapter 17 and 18 gives specific things that, that would exist in this false prophet. And I'm going to shock you. If you don't know it, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to read it to you. But I want to start in Revelation uh, chapter 13. I must, let, me, let me read first verse 1. John has a vision. God has shown him this. You mean, and if you go in chapter 7, he talks about the seven plagues, the seven vows, bowls that will be poured out on the wrath of God upon the earth. These are some bad things. Men, men are going to be killed and the ocean's going to be t sea and the animal, people in the, uh, animals in the ocean are going to die. Two-thirds of the ocean are going to die. It's going to be the, like blood. I mean, it's going to be horrible. It's going to be a time of such persecution that man has never seen on this earth. The judgment of God upon a backslidden world. And John gets this vision, and he sees this in chapter 13, verse 1. I stood on the sands of the sea, and I saw a beast rising out, out of the sea. I'm reading the New King James. Having the seven heads and ten horns, and this, you, I can't get into all, but this talks about nations, all right? These are nations that are going to exist, kings that, and the Bible even says it like this. Some that don't exist are existing and going to exist. So it's a period of time where the things that are going to happen, these kings are going to come out in the tribulation period where they're not even there yet. But the spirit of Antichrist has always been here, right? Even in the days of the apostles, the apostle John says it like this, there are many Antichrists. Even now there are many Antichrists. So they were dealing with that spirit when the apostles walked the earth. But, you know, if you read Daniel and you read Revelation, it's almost like sister books. Daniel is the Old Testament revelation. 
See? And, and Revelation is the New Testament. But it's so equally balanced. I mean, you, you, you have to study that stuff. How did Daniel know about the Antichrist? A thousand years before Christ was even born. So you're noticing that God gave them a warning from the beginning. In the book of Daniel. And he gives them a warning now in our day. You heard me say this already. God is not the, the God of our was. Or I'm going to be. He says, I am. Just he, God, God don't have a time period. He's just I am. He's I am in the Old Testament. He's I am in the New Testament. He's I am in our day. He's just I am. Like I said, there ain't no clock in heaven. <laughs> There's no calendar in heaven. He just I am. <laughs> he sees a day like a thousand years. It, it don't, time don't have an effect with God, right? We live in a time bubble, but God don't. So God was giving him a warning. He said, I saw this beast rising out, having, having, uh, coming out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. And on his horns, ten crowns. And on his head, listen to this, a heads of a blaspheming name. And, he would, and this was a very, this, this system was against God. This, this, this uh, one world government was against God. It blasphemed the name of God. It was evil. It, 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 listen, you ever watch TV lately and watch the perversion, the mockery of the gospel? They, they can take Christians and Christ and, and flap it all over the place and, 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 and blaspheme as much as they want. You don't dare blaspheme Muhammad, the false prophet Muhammad. You don't dare blaspheme uh, you know, religion, the popular religion of the day. But you can blaspheme Jesus, right? That's the age we're living in. I, I know I, I grew up in this church and I knew people, but it's more prevalent today. It's more freely. Jesus' name is more blasphemed today than it's ever been. That's one of the, I believe, one of the end times signs that the name of God would be blasphemed. But Lenny, has it not, not like, like it is now? Do you know at one time our own presidents used to sort men, preachers, for counsel? They don't do that anymore, but they, at one time they would go to a preacher or a man of God and they would ask counsel. I think Billy Graham has, uh, had, had counseled everyone from, I don't know how far, to Obama. Of course, it didn't help if he told him anything. But there was always someone counseling leaders about Jesus, right? But here we have this creature, this beast coming out of the... See, and this thing had horns, a crown, a tin. Man, you must have, I can't, about, I can't visualize what this thing looked like, right? But it was a fearful thing. It was a terrorizing thing. I mean, it was a beast. That's what it was called. Having ten hands and seven, <laughs> listen, my Lord. You can, a good artist, I guess, can draw what it might look like. But it's, it's a horrible beast. Now the beast which I saw was like a leopard. And his feet was like the feet of a bear. And his mouth like the mouth of a lion. He said the dragon gave him power. This is Satan in power in the Antichrist. See, he's given this Antichrist power. Gave, him, gave his power, his throne, and great authority. 
I saw another head as if it were the head had been martyred and wounded. His deadly wound was healed. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. Now wait. Now a lot of people have theories about this wounded head. Now I'm going to tell you what I think. I could be wrong. Okay, seriously. Some people think that the Antichrist is going to be killed. And three, three days later, he's going to rise from the dead like Jesus did. And said the whole world's going to follow him because of the miracle that was taking place. Some people, and that's what I used to think. I kind of go with the one I just told you. That the old revived Roman Empire was wounded. It never left. See, the, see we, we, we've got Roman numbers. We've got, we got the Catholic Church. We've got a lot, of, a lot of things we can link up with the Roman Empire. But it was never really abolished. It was just taken on another form, like in the Roman Catholic Church. All they did with, the, with the, that is they just put religious costumes on. It's the same old Roman spirit. And in the last days, the revived Roman Empire is going to rise up. And some people seem to think that's maybe what the wounded head is. Whatever it is, he, people followed this beast. And they worshipped him when they saw this event take place. Right? And it goes on. And this is the part I want to get on. And all the world marveled and followed the beast. And they worshipped the dragon who gave authority to the beast. I said it last week. The Antichrist is incarnated of Satan. He is Satan in the flesh. Everything Satan is, this man's going to be. The most prideful, the most arrogant, the most hateful, the most demonic human being that ever set his foot on this planet is going to be birthed in the Antichrist. I said last week about Hitler. I don't know how one man could paralyze a whole nation like he did. You know what I'm saying? He had these people trapped. They worshipped him. They sang songs of praise to him in, the pub, in their schools in Germany. The kids were singing, Hail Hitler. Hail Hitler. One man. Like I said last week, I'm going to say it again. The Antichrist is going to make him look like a Sunday school child. It's going to make him look like a Boy Scout. <laughs> So that's how bad this, this, this dude's going to be. And he's going to corrupt the world with his philosophy. And the whole thing about that is that he's going to want the world to worship him. If you don't do it, goodbye you. I hope none of you have to make that choice, okay? Let me, let me say something. If you're going to go to heaven, make the choice today. <laughs> Come on. Do it now. If you're going to devote your life to worship in Christ, do it today. Don't wait till you be left behind and have to face this, this guy. Because it ain't going to be no picnic, brother. This is going to be, this, this man is going to be evil. I mean, I'm talking about evil. Like I said, he make Hitler look like a choir boy. That's how bad he's going to be. It, listen. It's going to be, he's going to paralyze the whole, whole world with his, with his charisma and his, and his way. And he's going to do it with religion. Come on. You know how I know that? The false prophet is the one that's going to do these miracles. Watch. 
I hope your ears are open. <laughs> you know what? I feel the Lord's telling me this morning to share with y'all this because you need to get ready. Listen, if you see danger, most of the time you're going to get away from it. Come on, somebody. Listen, you don't need to listen to liars, okay? I heard a story one time that a man, he, he, he was sitting on a bench in a, in a little community. And all of a sudden, somebody was hollering, the dam is broken. The flood is coming. And everybody is running away. And he continues, they're running and they're running. And one man said, man, <laughs> I just assume stop. I'm too old to run. I'll just assume stop right here and I'll, I'll, just, I'll just die right here. And all of a sudden, he thought about it. He said, wait a minute, what dam? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What dam? There's no dam that's broken. And you know, people are making Christians feel like easy street. They're making it feel like, like, don't worry. Well, there is a dam going to be broken one day. And it's, a, it's coming. There's going to be a flood on this earth of such sin you ain't never, ever heard of. None. Are you ready? Listen, get ready now. I said it again. I'm going to sound like a broken record. Do it now. Don't wait till the trumpet sounds and maybe you'll be left behind. If you can't do it now, <coughs> excuse me, if you can't find a heart of worship in you now, we need to, you need to deal with it because God is calling us to worship. Honor him now. Serve him now. So they worship the dragon. And this is talking about. And who gave authority to the beast? And they worship the beast, saying, Who is like the beast? Who is able to make war with him? And he was given a mouth speaking great things and blaspheming. And he was given authority to continue for two and a half or four and a half years. Three and a half years, I'm sorry. Because, you see, in the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, it's going to be peace on earth. This Antichrist is going to be doing things that no man on the planet ever done. He's going to cause great peace. Probably famine is going to cease. There won't be no starvation. He's going to be doing wonderful things, miracles. And the whole world is going to go after him. But in the last three and a half years of the tribulation period, when he's going to present himself in the temple of God, which the temple is being built right now. They're working on building the, the, new, the, the third temple. He says he's going to enter into that temple, in this Jewish temple, and he's going to present himself as God. And the, the, the Jews are going to realize that he is, not, he is not the Messiah. See, they're waiting for, the Jews are still waiting for the Messiah. They're still waiting for Jesus to come back. I mean, they, they didn't think Jesus was the Messiah. They're waiting for their Messiah. But their Messiah didn't come already. And he's going to start killing Jews by the means. He's going to be destroying everything he can put his hands on. See, like, remember I said earlier, you've you got to condition people. See, this man came on the scene. He's coming. He's going to condition people. He's doing it now. He's getting people ready for the mark. He's getting people ready to accept him. And when the three and a half years is going to pass, the first three and a half years of the tribulation period, and he's going to present himself as God, 
And anybody that doesn't follow him will be killed. This man's going to be evil, right? But what empowers this man? We'd say Satan, but watch. I'm going to read you something, okay? Uh, verse 11 of that same chapter. And I can't read it all, but I'm just going to brush over it. Then I saw another beast coming out of the earth, and he had two horns like a lamb. He looked religious. He looked like a pure little lamb. Come on, somebody. But he's going to speak like the dragon. You ever heard that thing, the sheep's coming, wolves come in sheep clothing? You ever heard that? But this is basically what's happening. This, this, this false prophet's going to come on us. He's going to seem holy. He's going to seem loving. He's going to seem acceptable. But out of his mouth, it's going to come blaspheming. And what's, what he's going to do, <coughs> and he's going to exercise all the authority of the first. So the first beast, the Antichrist, is going to give him power, the authority to do what he needs to do. And cause the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast, the Antichrist. The false prophet's going to cause the world to worship the Antichrist, whose deadly wound was healed. Now this guy, this false prophet, now watch, he's going to perform great signs. He's going to do great miracles. He's going to do, he's going to do things that impossible, Right? And we're going to look at this because I personally, and I'm, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, even though I'm from great signs, so that he makes the fire come down from heaven on the earth in the sight of men. And he deceives those who dwell on the earth by those signs which he was granted to do in the sight of the, you know, sight of the beast. Telling those who dwell on the earth to make an image to the beast. Who was wounded by the sword and lived. Now watch. I want you to listen to me real good. And that's, that's just important. This. They're going to they're gonna make it a statue. Some people believe it's going to be a statue. An image. An idol. To the Antichrist. And they're going to put it in the temple. And this false prophet is going to come. And make this thing come alive. How many of you. If you're on the internet. You, you see these, these statues blinking. And heads moving. You know, statues. I mean, I've seen it all over. If you go study the statues that crying tears or blood coming out of their eyes and stuff like that. You know, that's the only conditioning people. <laughs> you know what name they're doing that in? In the name of the Catholic Church. It's happening all over. I'd be amazed. They have a statue of Jesus turning his head. You know, you can plainly see there's a demon there. There's a spirit there. But the Antichrist is going to set up his image in the temple, and it's going to come alive. This thing's going to speak. And it was granted to give power, you know, give the breath to the image of the beast. And the image of the beast should both speak and cause as many as would not worship that image. The false prophet is going to cause as many as not going to worship that, that image. They're going to be killed. And it goes on. It says this. And I'm, listen, this is, not the, this is the false prophet doing it. He's, he's, he's organizing all of this. You get what I'm saying? He's causing all this to happen. To bring praise and worship to the beast. The Antichrist. 
The false prophet. Verse 16. Who calls all boats, small and great, rich or poor, free and slave, to receive a mark. Come on. You may have heard that already. Mark on their right hand or on their forehead. It says, and no man may buy or sell except they have the mark or the number of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him who understands calculate the number of the beast. For it is a number of a man. His number is six, six, six. Right? Now, we see today. Now, I'm going to go back a little bit because I'm not, I ain't no way I'll finish this, but I'm going to be that long. There has to be a system existing in the end times to be able to operate this antichrist system. When John saw this, there's no way possible they could have uh, set this up to where every man could be marked and every man could be recorded and every man could... No, ever. It, it's, it's, it says he can, he's going to receive a mark in his forehead on his forehead or the number of his name. Now, we know today there's the ability to microchip every human being on this planet. And in that microchip, people say, well, you, you don't know. If it's, uh-huh. I think it is because what else fits? That's just me, okay? In that microchip, they can put all your medical information, all your financial information. Everything you've been, where you're from, who's your descendants, everything could be placed in that. It's so convenient because no more money, changing hands, all drug trafficking will stop. There will be no robbery of banks. Everything will be in a, a it's going to be, the Antichrist is going to make it sound good. You lose your child, we can tell you exactly where, it's, where, they, where they're at. It's going to sound good because Satan's going to make everything sound acceptable. And this system is programmed to put your whole life on it. It'll tell you if you're allergic to hospitals, Mr. Madeline, if you're allergic to anything, they don't have to ask questions. If you can't answer, they just scan it over your hand and they'll know your medical information, know what you're allergic to. They know how much money you got in the bank. They don't, they don't know. The whole thing, they, 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 it's going so, to be so convenient. But ain't it like the devil? Right? That's how he presents everything. And he says he's going to cost this mark. But I caught this when I was reading, y'all, because I want to I say this right. The, 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 the Antichrist is receiving of Satan the power. The false prophet is making the miracles happen. He's setting up, the false prophet is setting up the mark system. See? Because it says he had power. He calls it both small and great. And if you go ahead and read the next the line before that, and, uh, and causing many who would not worship the image. So the, the, the false prophet is the one orchestrating the mark system. Oh. I'm going to tell you. I'm gonna, uh, let me go back some more. I want you to be, your eyes to be open, okay? There's more miracles happening out of the Catholic Church right now than the Protestant Church. Mary and Merigoria. You see people seeing a sudden a screen that looks like Jesus and they're getting healed. They go to we a little Richard Saint over there in, in Richard, Louisiana. Uh, 
What's her name? Charlene. They're going and praying, receiving miracles. You know what I'm saying? It sounds... <laughs> well, the, the, the Protestant church is just saying words. But it's not that we don't have the power. We're, we're, we're ignoring the power. We, we explain it in a way, y'all. We're explaining the Holy Ghost out of the church. We're explaining the fear of God out of the church. We're preaching the power of God right out of the church. Well, false religion, like the Catholic Church, is doing many miracles. If somebody don't know Christ, who do you think they're going to follow? You or them? Because they got, they, they, they're producing something. It's demonic. It's a lie. It's false. But that's how Satan does that. He presents, he presents everything good. He presents false religion as good. He presents miracles coming from false religion as good. But it's a lie. Okay? Chapter 17 real quick. This is, again, John saying, then one of the seven angels which had the seven plagues, or the ones that was causing the judgments to happen, says this. Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and talked with me, saying, I will show you the judgment of the great whore. Now I want you to listen to that, great, the great harlot. And, and if you read in, a, in chapter 5, it says, it calls her the mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots. Now, I got time to go through all this stuff, but maybe one day we will. There's some things about this harlot that we need to look at, okay? With whom the kings of the earth have committed fornication, and heavens of the earth, with verse 2, were made drunk with the wine of her fornication. Sister Cassie, I'm going to tell you the other night, the Catholic Church is the only church in the world that can go into these Muslim nations and establish churches. A Protestant church can't do it. The child of study will kill you. But the Catholic Church can go into Muslim nations because she's committing fornication. Do you know who started Islam? The Catholic Church. Now, most people don't believe that, but if you, we study history on it, the Catholic Church is the one that birthed Islam because a lot of people wanted to evangelize the Arabian people. And the Catholic Church wanted to stop it, so they came up with the, the, uh, the Prophet Muhammad and the and you know, do you know Mohammed had a nine-year-old wife? Catholic wife. Now, I can't get into all that stuff. You'd be shocked. See, Catholic Church started about five to six hundred years after Jesus rose again. But the Catholic Church was established, what's his name again? I, but that emperor, uh, Constantine. And, and, all they did, he, he, he went in there and he said, I don't want no persecution of Christians. They were killing Christians. And Constantine came in and he started the Catholic Church. All he did was take off his Roman uniform and put a Catholic or a, a religious uniform on. It's the same spirit. During the Inquisition, if you ever studied the Inquisition, they murdered millions and millions and millions of Christians for refusing to bow down to that host and say that was Jesus. The blood of millions of your brothers and sisters are on the hands of this evil organization. That's what I call them. I know people might hear me on the internet. I don't care. They're the greatest murderer of Christians there ever was. 
and still doing it in some nations. The only reason they ain't doing it here yet because we have the Constitution. And they're getting ready to get rid of that. Because you know seven Supreme Court justices right now, all Catholic. Oh. <laughs> and you know they're, they're in league. Before they're in league to the Constitution, they're in league to the Roman, the Pope, the Catholic Church. That's their first, you know, loyalty to. And when they're going to get on an order, they're going to start passing laws and this country's going to ban your worship. The only one that's going to be permitted to be legal in America is Catholicism. Okay. <laughs> oh, Berlin, you just dreaming. No, I'm not. It says here, the woman, now listen, I'm going to read some stuff to you. I'm going to keep you long because I, I need to get this in though. And so he carried away in the spirit, in verse 3, it's talking about, and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet-colored beast, uh, which was full of the name of the blasphemy, having seven heads and ten. She was coming. When he saw this vision, this woman was riding on this beast. Let me tell you what the central person, the, the most important person that's worshipped in the Catholic Church, a woman, Mary. Now, this is not Mary, okay? But the system is there, okay? And it says here she, she was carried away in the spirit. And she, uh, I was carried, and I saw this woman sitting on the scarlet-colored beast, was filled with the name of the blasphemy, having seven heads and ten horns. This is the beast. And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet. You want to know, let me tell you what the colors of the Catholic Church are? Purple and scarlet. That's their Colors. That's their, their, that's their designated color, purple and scarlet. Oh, but that's just a coincidence. <laughs> Remember, we're talking about the system that would exist to empower the Antichrist. You get where I'm coming from? And it says here, And the woman was arrayed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a golden cup. <laughs> What, what church you, religion you know uses the gold cup? I didn't write this. Can you read it in your Bible? First, she's going to be a purple, purple and scarlet, the colors of the Catholic Church, golden cup in her hand, which the Catholic Church uses. Okay. <laughs> Wait. He said, golden cup of the abomination and filth of the fornication. And in her forehand was written, Mystery Babylon, the mother of harlots and the abomination. Why in the world she called a mystery Babylon? Because she in the Catholic Church, if you ever study the Catholic Church, a lot of their systems were borrowed from Babylon. The worship of many, many gods or saints. A lot of their, their practices were Babylonian in nature. They have images. They worship idols. They, 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 they pray to different gods. Come on, somebody. See, the reason why it's called mystery because they seem so holy. <laughs> they seem like they're real Christians. John was amazed when he saw it. And if you read the next verse, when I saw it, <laughs> see, he was amazed. He said, what are you amazed about? What are you, why are you marveling? He said, I'll show you the, the system of the great harlot, the mother of harlots. Now, I, know, I know people are going to like what I'm saying because it's going on the internet and I don't care. 
The Catholic Church is the mother of harlots. They're the ones that's going to set up. You know, you know the Pope, and it's just too recent, a few years back, I guess, had gathered all the world religions together at St. Peter's Square. That happened not too long ago. Right. And every one of those religions were performing their paganistic worship. And he sat there and accepted it. Yeah. And they were worshiping, boy. They were worshiping all their false gods. And, and what do you hear with a lot of people? Even the religious Protestants are, are that are, are over. They say, well, there's many ways to God. You know, the Buddhist people do it their way. Uh, Muslims do it their way. Uh, the, 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 even the American Indian had an American Indian there that was offering sacrifice to, you know, the Indian gods. They had, they had all kinds of different kind of people. Different religions, doing the very same thing right there in St. Peter's Square. What did the Pope do? It's all good. He didn't stand up and rebuke it because he's part of it. <laughs> the Catholic Church is the one that's going to bring this economicalism in, and he's, he's, he's going to fashion that thing as one religion. They were all going, one God, but we all got our own way to get to him. That's why it's going to seem so innocent. Well, I was watching uh, a thing the other day on Oprah. Please don't take no advice from that lady. <laughs> Please turn off. They were talking about, you know, about the Lord and about Jesus. And Oprah said, I believe there's many ways to get to this one God. And one lady thanked God for her. She stood up in that arch. She said, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the light. No man comes to the Father. And Oprah said, you mean to tell me you believe that there's only one way? Well, Oprah was raised a Baptist. I'm sure she heard that already. But no, she got off in, you know, in this false belief. There is one way. And it's Jesus. That's the only way. And I'm going to show you something. That I, I wish I could time it, but I'm not going to do it. Go to 18, Revelation. But God's going to judge this harlot. Okay? Come on, somebody. God's going to judge this harlot. He's going to destroy it. He's going to put it down forever. It says in verse 2, chapter, chapter 18, and he, carried, and he cried with a mighty voice, talking about saying, this is the angel, Babylon the great is falling, fallen. And has become the dwelling place of demons. <laughs> Listen. Oh, come on, brother. There ain't no demons in the Catholic Church. Yes, there is. <laughs> A poison for the evil, foul spirits of every cage and every unclean and hateful bird. <laughs> and he says... For all nations have drunk under the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. And the merchants of the earth have become rich through her abundant luxuries. Uh, listen. The only... See, we are... President Reagan actually put us a phone line. You ever heard that already? He, we, got, we got a phone line, a hotline to the Vatican. That was put in by our dear President Reagan. And, you know, we see a lot of things like that. I said, well, why? Because the Catholic Church is, is influencing America. It's lying to Christians. 
Even, and I, I could see them lying to the people that sit under them, but Protestants are believing that. You know when, when Mother Teresa died? Somebody said, Mother Teresa sure went to heaven for all she did. And when somebody said, she's in hell, she was an idolater. She believed in praying to Mary. What in Protestants were the whole night, Mother Teresa? Protestants. People that's supposed to know better. I'm not knocking her. She's in hell today. So is the, those popes that died before the one we have now. They're all in hell. They, they worship Mary. They're not worshiping God. Mother Teresa did not go to heaven unless she repented before she died. But if she stayed with her belief, she's not in heaven. My God. <laughs> well, I'm supposed to say the truth, tell the truth, right? The Bible says they were drunk with the wine of her fornication. She went there and seduced people and got them drunk spiritually. She deceived the nations of the world. You know why Mexico's in the messes in today? Why people are crossing because of the Catholic Church? Come on, somebody. Because the spiritual condition of that nation is, is because of the Catholic Church. Uh-oh. I'm going to believe the spiritual condition of America, not only it's because of the Catholic Church and the Protestant Church, because the Protestant Church is going right along with it. Come on, somebody. God help us. I'm almost finished because I can't finish. Or I'm going to have to just. Verse 11 of chapter 18 says this. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her. For no one buys their merchandise anymore. Do you know most of your holidays are Catholic oriented? No. I'm not going to knock people like celebrating Christmas. That's, that's their business, okay? But I know right now it's not a Christian holiday. The word Christmas means Christ Mass. It was, it was birthed in by the Catholic Church. And without Christmas or Easter or Halloween or all those other holidays, the economy would crash. There would be no, there would be no businesses because they, the business like Walmart and and Target and all, you know what I'm talking about. All the, they look for these holidays to get in the black again. Because people go and spend more money during these holidays. And shipment of, of, of merchandise come into these stores and, and buy 18 wheelers full, man. They come into the store. And all because of this, the holiday. The holidays like Christmas and Easter. And, and a lot of that's originated from the, from the uh, pagan system. Don't get me wrong, y'all. You know, I know Christians that, that love the Lord and celebrate Christmas. I'm not judging them. I can't judge their heart because they celebrate Christmas. That's not what I'm talking about. But it is a Catholic holiday. It is a system that was set up by the Catholic Church. And when I say this, because I know some dear brothers and sisters that love the Lord. And I believe they're going to heaven and celebrate Christmas. Okay? But what, where did it come from? If, if they come from really about Jesus' birth, I told a preacher one day, I said, it's not about Jesus' birth. You know what he told me? I know Brother Lanny. But he still celebrates it like, like, like the world does. Okay? But anyway, the biggest merchant, the, the biggest seller of, of, of things and 
is the Catholic Church. They produce a lot of idols, uh, they, 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 images. Uh, you could go on and on. You'd have to study all this stuff, because I ain't got time to go in it. But it's something I want to tell you. This system's coming to judgment, right? And they're going to face their end. And it says here in verse 13, where, where am I? <laughs> I lost my belief. Okay, let me go ahead and read verse 11. And the merchants of the earth will weep and mourn over her, for no one buys their merchandise anymore. For the merchants of silver, the precious stones, the pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet, every kind of cistern wood, every kind of objects of ivory, every kind of objects of most precious wood, bronze, iron, marble, cinnamon, and incense, frankincense, oil, frankincense, wine, all, I'm losing myself, oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, and bodies, wait, the last one is what I'm going to and the souls of men. <laughs> what religion you know can make money after somebody when they die? The only one I know is the Catholic Church. They make millions and millions of dollars every day over purgatory, which is the praying for some, have a mass set, for have somebody to pray people out of purgatory when it, when it don't exist. That's one of the biggest Ponzi thieving systems there is. Souls of men. They're the only church that has the power to make money off a, a dead person. Right? But, but how do you know it's the Catholic Church? I'm only reading. I got to go with the Bible says the only thing, if you, you, you compare it to what I'm reading, tell me I'm lying. Tell me that. that, that <laughs> Another thing, yeah, All Saints Day. <laughs> You know, that started when they wanted to build that big old dome in St. Peter's Square. So they had collected so much money, they, they developed the doctrine of purgatory. And they developed that and made so much money, they decided to keep it. It's still going on today. Multiple millions of dollars every year are being stolen from people for a lie. I love the Catholic people. Don't get me wrong. It has nothing to do with them personally. I hate the system. Because it's nothing but a lying, thieving, deceiving system. And that's all it is. And it's going to be one of the, if it's not going to be the power that's going to push the Antichrist into power. Because he's going to need some religious system with producing miracles. And this is what this, this is, I believe is going to be the Catholic Church. Because God leaves in his word Little evidence where you can see. Compare it. You read it yourself. One of the biggest merchants, one of the biggest producers of things. It's there. You can close your Bible. Praise God. I can hang up. Wait, wait, one more verse. What's going to happen to this, this false prophet? And I'm going to finish. If you read chapter 16, verse 12, and this is when he's pouring out his vows upon 13, I'm sorry. The angels pouring, and the great river Euphrates is going to dry up. Now, I've been hearing a lot about that lately. You go back and look on the internet, the Euphrates is about dried up. Never happened in history. It's about dried up. And that's going to set up for the kings of the east to come and cross over in, in, in Armageddon and battle 
the Lord Jesus when he comes back. But that's another, for another time. But it says here in verse 13. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs coming out of the mouth of the dragon, the mouth of the beast, and of the mouth of the false prophet. These are unclean spirits. These are demon spirits coming out of these three people. And the Bible, let me, let me look at where I had it written down. Uh, verse, let's read verse uh, 14. And they are the spirits of the demons performing signs and which go out of the king's out of the king of the earth and, and the whole world together to gather them to battle at the great war of Armageddon or the, the, uh, the great day of the God Almighty. This is when God's going to come back and he's going to take over. Jesus is going to come back and rule the earth. The Antichrist in his system. And what happens to these things? And he's going to take this Antichrist and this false prophet and he's going to cast them into the lake of fire. And this lake of fire, that's where they're going to stay forever and ever. Then Satan will be bound up with chains, the Bible says. And he'll be thrown into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. And after the thousand years, after Jesus is ruling and reigning without, and that's another mystery. I can't see how people that's living under Jesus for a thousand years, having perfect, everything perfect, and going to turn to the devil when he's going to be loosed again. But after that thousand years. But anyway, he's going to be loose out of that prison. He's going to go and deceive the nations again. Then he's going to be taken and cast alive in the lake of fire with the, where the false prophet and the Antichrist is. This is the end of the devil. Come on, somebody. I said, this is Satan's finish point. He's going to, no more devil. No more. Listen, Satan's got an end, okay? His judgment is coming. He's deceived the earth for thousands of years, but he's got a day. I always tell people, when he wants to remind you of your, your uh, past, remind him of his future. <laughs> it's the lake of fire. When he starts saying, you remember what you've done? Yeah, but I remember where you're going. <laughs> Come on, somebody. He's got his day. Close your Bibles. There's coming a day when there'll be no more devil. Right? There's coming a day you won't have to worry about him anymore. Antichrist, the false prophet, you don't have to worry about him anymore. Because when Jesus sets up his rule, he's never leaving again. Come on, Jesus. He's going to make a way that we can live forever and ever and ever and ever. Yes, I believe the Catholic Church is part of the false prophet or is the false prophet. Uh, I believe he's, we see it around us every day. We see the deception. I'll pass in Hennison. Every Sunday morning, it amazes me how many people go to, go to that church and the deadness in it. What? Do what? The same system. Get up, go up, bend down, say this. You know, pray this. I mean, just dead religion. I can't believe people are satisfied with that. I want to know what they find. I want to ask them. We need to sit down and, 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 and talk to, even if you could tape it. So what, what do you find in the Catholic Church? Well, that's what my mama done and my daddy done and, and we were always Catholics. Well, well, how does it make you a better person? How does, it, how does it change your life? How does it get you closer to God? 
Well, it don't. But because they can keep their sin. Because they don't have to change. That's why it's appealing. You get what I'm saying? And that's why the false prophet's going to be very appealing to the, to the world in the, during the tribulation period. Because nobody has to change. You can keep your sins. You can keep your false gods. You can keep everything. But you know what? God's going to destroy it. Let's pray for the Catholic people to get out of that system. Please. When I was watching uh, when mother, not mother Teresa, uh, Princess Diana, when she, she died, and they were passing in down that big old cathedral, that big Catholic church. You know what came in my spirit? I saw that priest standing up there in the system. I said, you mother of harlots. This woman died in an adulterous affair. But because you say she's going to heaven, she's gone. No, she's in hell today. Come on, somebody. If somebody would have got to her and said, you need to turn from your wicked ways and give your life to Jesus. Flee this fornicating system you're in. Maybe she'd be with the Lord. But she's not. Mother Teresa is not with the Lord. Pope John is not with the Lord. Come on, somebody. Because if they didn't call upon the Lord and they depended on that system to save them, they're in hell today. If it ain't Jesus... See, that's the kind of preaching that's going to get us ostracized. Nobody's going to want to, even the Protestants won't want to come around us. Because we, we, we're too dogmatic, we, we, we're judgmental. You can call it what you want. But this system in the, in the book of Revelation is going to be the Catholic Church. You might be wrong, I might be. <laughs> but I don't think. I don't think so. Be, 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 watch, watch. Be, be watching the Catholic Church very closely in the next few years. Watch him. We have a Catholic president. Look what he's doing. I mean, we have a Catholic Supreme Court. Look what they're, you know. They, uh, no, I think very soon. Maybe before the year's up. That's what I feel. Amen. Let's stand up, praise God. I know this is not a shout message, but it's the truth. But you're going to have to see it yourself. You're going to see something in there soon. Next, I think before the year's up. And you're going to say, man, Brother Lanny said that. <laughs> Look for religious to be, religion to be on the highest point it's ever been. It's not going to be God's religion. It's going to be man's religion, right? Because men right now, preachers are making decisions to accept the LGB into their even the Catholic Church is starting to say they used to be against homosexuality, but not no more. They all say, well, all God's children. You know, the Pope, the Pope is making decrees, I think I heard, he's to accept homosexuality. The Protestant Church is doing the very same thing. You know, when I could see somebody, listen, they had a, 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 couple, a couple of months back, I guess, there's a church in Boston. I don't call, I, I, I'm cautious to call a man a preacher when he's going to say, all LGB people are welcome to live, come to my church and live like they want. He's not a preacher. He's a, he's a deceiver. But anyway, for what it's worth, he got up, man, he made that proclamation. Y'all, all right, come. Come. God loves you. Two weeks later, his church burned down to the ground. 
And you should have heard him try to justify it. Well, if God is a God of judgment, I don't want to worship that kind of God. Well, you're going to worship? <laughs> you might be the next one burned down. How stupid. You just got your church burned down. God's trying to give you a message, man. I said, turn. <laughs> but you know, that's... that's <laughs> I said, you idiot. <laughs> but that's how it is. We better get ready. Listen, keep your eyes on Jesus. Yes. Keep your eyes on his book, yes. on the Holy Spirit. If it's not in his book, it's not of God. People say, well, what is the will of God? This word is God's will. That's what, this is the will of God for you, is the word. That's it. That's all, that's, that's all. That sounds very too simple. It is simple. You want to go to hell? Do what the devil says. You want to go to heaven? Do what God says. <laughs> right? Amen. God bless y'all. Let's pray. Lord Jesus' name, we thank you for today. I thank you, Father God, that you've given us a word today. Lord, for those that are listening on the internet, I pray their hearts would stir, that they would turn their hearts to you, Lord God, and see the truth. Father, right now, we stand right now as a church against the false religion of the Catholic Church. The lies is pushing out, the deception, the idolatry, the fornication, the corruption. Father God, we stand against that spirit. And Lord, we stand against it now, Father God, that it won't influence this church and those that choose to serve you. Let us do what you say, Father God. Teach us your way. In the name of Jesus.